the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, before I get started, because there's a lot, there's so much stuff to talk about today. Um, I'm excited about the guests that I have in on today. Uh, but before I get started, I want to quickly shout out to Bell Tires and Shorewood, Ben and Heath, I believe they're both managers there. Uh, they took really good care of our family. Uh, we had some tire problems, and um, they really took really good care of us. But, you know, it's, it's, it was, um, we had a lot, of, we had to get, I think, three tires, man. It was, and they just, we, we went in there. I mean, there's it, it such a difference in, in their hospitality that they had, and um, there was no, like, price discounts or anything like that. It was more just, just how how they treated us. And uh, I've been to a lot of tire stores, but Bell Tires was one that I, um, as far as the treatment that I, that me and uh, my, my, especially my daughter, my 20 year old daughter, um, it was, um, so Ben and Heath, thank you so much for um, really um, just being just hospitable in your location there in Shorewood. So, um, <clears throat> wow. I, you know, I, I know I just want to start somewhere really quickly. I, 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 <laughs> oh, Hoff Daddy. I, I, how did I know you were going to do something like that to me, Hoff Daddy? I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But but I'm I'm holding it in my hand right now. I got an email from M. Woodhouse. You know, you know, she's out it now, so Jessica. I'm holding it in my hand, filed October 14th in the office of the Secretary of State. The state of Illinois Executive Department of Springfield Executive Order Number Twenty Twenty Two Twenty One, COVID Nineteen Executive no- Order Number One Hundred Thirteen. Governor Pritzker has just filed another emergency proclamation. Um, troublemaker. Why not? Why are we still under an emergency proclamation <laughs> in the state of Illinois? Name another state that's under an emergency proclamation. My only retort to you is why not? That's not an answer. Yeah, why not? That's not an answer. You know, I, I know the, the 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 that that um. That's not an answer. I, I why, why 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 would a governor, where when you look at the numbers, and you're in healthcare, so you know you would know this a little bit better than I would. Are we still under an emergency um, proclamation, a declaration here in the state of Illinois, Vilan? Officially, we are. No, but- no, 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 no. Answer the question. Stop dodging. Answer the question. I I don't see why we should be, but 
But I'm going to tell you why uh, he's doing it. It's because he can, number one. And number two is to, is to keep receiving federal help. Of course. But here's the question. Where are the state legislators pushing back, especially Republicans? Yep. Where yeah. are they? I, I, I know Marty McLaughlin. We had him on the show. You know, he pushes back. He's, he's done that. We know that about him uh, and a couple others. But another one? I mean, are the people of Illinois going to elect this guy again to another term with all of these shenanigans he's pulling, this tyranny that, that he's, he's leading? He's leading like he's a, a tyrant, man. If what me and Dennis saw Thursday is any indicator. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that. And uh, we, I also have, because I know you get, you get canceled in docs. I don't, okay. I don't want you to, I don't want you to, you, if you don't want to use your real full name. Use my real name. Uh, you, uh, 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 no, let's just go. Is it, is, is, is it Tiana or T- Tatiana? Go with, go you, with, go with Tina. Just Tina. don't use my last name. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. She about to start a lot of trouble. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, he, hey, hey, Hop Daddy. Wait, if you can zoom in, T- Tina, can you stand up? Sure. If you can zoom in on Tina's shirt. Oh, <laughs> Oh, her shirt. Uh-oh. Oh, she's about this to start some stuff up in here. The poor man. Yeah, he said, turn around. Turn oh, around. You yeah, got to turn around. The uh, come back to this. Oh, this camera over here, Hop Daddy, behind us. How about here? Okay, by the TV. Yeah, yeah you, you, you're you going to start some stuff here. And and can you tell the people, Tina, what what does your shirt say? Just speaking shirt, to the mic. Speaking to the mic. My shirt says, White Lives Matter. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but that's the time. If, if you follow Tina anytime in, on social media you would see that this is the type of stuff. She mixes it up with pretty much everybody, right? I, I do. I and you go. go to those places. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like to kick the hornet's nest. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I think um, uh, there's not enough of that happening. It's, yeah. it's part of the the uh, wussification of uh, America. When yeah. You don't let strong voices duke it out. Right. And pu- let it happen in a public forum and let you know let the chips fall where they may. People have to have the conversation. Would I ever wear this T-shirt out in public? No, because you, you you could be you, they come after well, you really bad. But not even. But aside from that, it's just stupid. I mean, I get why Kanye did it. It's it was he was poking fun yeah. at um at, at the notion that if it's okay for one, it's okay for right. the, the rest. Right. And uh, I, I I get that, and I support it a hundred percent. He's you know. But let's. Uh, I'm not Kanye. I don't have Kanye money, so, uh, I, yeah, so but, I'm not wearing this in public. But also, Tina. I mean, I, I, I want your take. Another emergency <sighs> declaration or proclamation. I know. I know. How does this happen? Um, we have a populace that I, I think half of the population of Illinois likes to be told what to do. Mm. I think they feel comfort in being scared. Yeah. They enjoy um, um, uh, having. Let's face it, COVID became a, a weapon to the left. They were able to use all of that. They were able to use the lockdowns, the masks, the vaccine, the social distancing, the arrows on the, on the floor. They used that as tools to attack people who didn't think the way they did. Yeah. And, um, and to, I, I just, uh, Verlon and I were just discussing this, the amount of people willing to hand over their personal freedoms it's astounding. It's really sickening. It it really is, and and to think, uh, it, it, it so it's extended out into November. Guess what? Twelfth, <laughs> just course. after the election. Of course. Um, should he win the election? Do you think? Valana say you too. Do you think JB Pritzker doubles down? Because yes. because yes. because if he has unchecked power now, right, and then the the the, the, the citizens of Illinois reelect him, 
do you think he becomes emboldened and will double down? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I, the guy has, um, we always joke, you know, you want to know how J.B. Pritzker is worth $4 billion? Because his daddy gave him $5 billion. The guy's a dope. Yeah. And this, the, this is a man who spent, how much did he spend on his first campaign? A hundred and something million, right? Right. Well, I know he's just, he, he recently spent up to right now $110 million. So far. Wow. To, for a for a, a position that pays what a hundred two hundred thousand maybe I think it is right why yeah. power. power 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 it's all about he power. is drunk with power yeah. and uh, that's that is my fear we go he wins the election and now we have four years let's face it he had to soften they all had to soften their approach because the election was coming right. If we if he has four years, forget it. Yeah, it's over. It's it's over. Yeah, and it's then he over. and then he, he 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 prepares his run for president because when you look at how Agreed. he's 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 spreading that money out uh, across the country, uh, it, it definitely looks like somebody that's uh, prepping to run Absolutely. for. He was in what New Hampshire or something like that, um, <sighs> Florida. So he's 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 starting to make his rounds. Well, I yes. want to give I want to give both of you your Whoopi Goldberg Samuel Jackson moment. <laughs> if he wins. Will you move? No. You still won't move? No. Oh, you're done. You're, you're going to be in Escape from New York. You're going to be you're going to be Snake Plissken. Verlon, if he wins, you and I are going to be neighbors. Thank I you. Because <laughs> I got one. I can't. Uh, I I cannot. I can't live like this anymore. That was. I was running for county board. I know. I remember. And that was part of the reason I withdrew my candidacy. Is the conversation I had um, with somebody in my life and I, and. I don't want to commit to Illinois for four years. Yeah. Absolutely not. And, and Tina, I mean, were you, you weren't really involved in politics prior to all this happening, right? So I got, uh, let me give you a synopsis you got of a how minute. I got here. You got a minute. Are you, you going to do it after the break? Okay, you let's do minute. it after the break. Right, let's do it after the break. But, you know, I, I, I can't give up on Illinois just yet. I, I just had this conversation with my daughters and, and my wife, Deborah. We just had this conversation about this yesterday, about leaving. And I'm like, I can't give, I can't, I can't, you know, uh, because what's happening, the reason why Illinois is going down, because all the Patriots, all the fighters have I left. Know, I know. I, you know, I, I struggle with that myself, but at some point, self-preservation has to become the priority. Yeah. And I have a granddaughter now. I have a, a yeah. she's almost three years old and my, I can't see putting her in public school on top of what I pay in property yeah. taxes every right. year. And so the only solution to me is, and I still, if I moved to Indiana, um, I'm still going to put her in private school. But at least then I'm not getting, you know, uh, bent over a barrel by the state of Illinois. Yeah. I'll be able to afford it. Guess what? I'm going to stay here and fight. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I have every reason to leave. I've been through so I much here in this state. But 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 I believe in her. I believe that she can rebound, and it's just going to take a lot longer. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, before the break, we were talking about you know. Tina wanting to leave Illinois. I mean, well, a patriot, somebody that's, that's that's been at the head of the table fighting the, this tyranny the last two and a half years, and you're just going to up and leave Illinois like that, Tina? Shame on you. I, you know, it isn't. I I've put up the fight. I I have absolutely put the work in, and and uh, I I I'm on the fence. I have to be honest with you. 
Uh, there are economic reasons also for leaving yeah. Illinois. It's expensive to live here. It very is. Very expensive. And um, I just, uh, you know, we touched on a little bit. Wait, first let me just say, thank you so much for having me on the show. This hey, is no a, problem. This is truly a pleasure. No problem. You uh, lie! <laughs> <laughs> we know she is, George, but that's okay. Uh, so... Um, here's the evolution of, of how I got where I'm at today. So I have been, um, had been a, I was a Democrat my entire life. I grew up in a union family. My dad was a union carpenter. My mom's a, a, was a nurse. And, um, I grew up with the party of, you know, JFK and Martin Luther King Jr. And, and, and uh, you know, a host of, of issues that we talked about at the table. Why, you know, the civil rights movement. All of that was perceived as a Democrat thing. We fought for this. We did this. So I always just perceived uh, you know, the Democrats as being on the right side of all these issues. Yeah. And um, as I got older, um, even but even when I was a teenager, I was asking questions uh, you know, about I, I remember having this conversation with my dad and um, I, and we were talking about the union and the union dues and. And there was something going on in the world at the time uh, with the union. And I was like, well, Dad, that seems kind of mafia-ish to me. <laughs> and I have a, I have a, I'm first-generation American. I have, a, I have an old-school dad. And, you know, that was really sacrilege for me to Wait, say where's that. Where's your dad from? Him. My dad, Croatia. Croatia, okay. And, um, you know, that conversation didn't go over well. There was a reason my parents asked me to move out when I was 18 years old. And it was a, <laughs> a lot of it had to do with me and my mouth. And um, not much has changed. I, exactly. Uh, so I, I went through life voting Democrat, straight yeah. Democrat, and then I, I married a police officer. Yeah. And um, I was still a Democrat, and I remember he would send me, you know, just uh, information that they would receive in at the PD, and I would debunk. All, you know, I would argue with him, and you know, I came from that. As passionate as I am about being a conservative today, I was just as passionate about being a Democrat and a liberal then. And what year was that? Oh gosh, you know, it was—I would say it was around 2012, 2013, oh. 2011, maybe. So, what changed your mind around that time? I I, I voted for Obama twice. Oh. And the only time, the reason I voted the oh. second time is I, Mitt Romney made my skin crawl. He still does. And, you know, but, what? that being said, I, I still take him over Obama. <sighs> I'd have took him Today's over Today's Tina would have. That Tina, I was, I was making the change, but I wasn't there yet. Okay. And I was on social media. I was on Twitter. And I remember it was something to do with police officers. And I remember defending a law, you know, a law enforcement officer. And these, the mob came. Oh, the yeah. mob came fast and furious. And even though I had been, I agreed with them on 99 other issues, this one issue, that was enough for them. And then I really, because I'm not somebody who backs down from a fight. Then, I, I, then we went. Then it was, I, I'm going to throw hands at this point. You're, you know, this is, what my, this is what my husband does. He's an honorable man. I know his friends. I know what they do, go through every day. No, you're wrong. Right. You're wrong. Wrong is wrong. Whether right. you, you, can you whether, say that again about so Valon can get that through his thick head? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, you know, not it. it and so that kind of, and I also, my position on abortion was very nuanced even then. And, um, you know, finally, I just, I just couldn't handle the political environment anymore. It was, it became very clear to me under President Obama that this that we were 
I remember being hoodwink bamboozled. Yes, exactly. Those are the exact words I would use. I just felt like this man, because I remember when he was elected, having this incredible feeling of, okay, I think we can turn a page in this country. I think this is a great moment. I think we're going, we're all going to come together and admit, you know, we're all, you know, one country. We're going to grow. And it was like the exact opposite. You wasn't a follower of Rush Limbaugh at all then, huh? You know, the crazy thing is I always listened to Rush Limbaugh. I loved Rush Limbaugh. You were prepared for him then. So, but I still, but you have to remember the liberal mindset. You are still, you want to believe, you come from emotion and not logic. Yeah, well, that's true. And not facts. That's true. So his Barack Obama second term was when I, I just was, I washed my hands of the, of the left. And at that point they had, you know, their, the, uh, their policies had gone so crazy. Yeah. And it is, I would take that crazy over yeah. today's crazy any day because today's crazy is a thousand times worse. Yeah. Right. And oh, can I stop you right there? Sure. The reason why I can't give up on Illinois is because of the story you're telling us. People, it clicks when it affects them. The problem is Republicans have not been able to articulate something where it can, it, it, it shows just how detrimental the left's policies are to people. But John, I think you have to be open. Oh, you standing up for that? You have to be open to hearing it. Yeah. And if you're if you're not open, it is never going to penetrate. When you're coming, I mean, did you see the video of those two nitwits throwing soup? Soup against the Van Gogh? On the it? Van Gogh? Yeah. Over and env- over env- environmental policy. What they look like? They're 18 years old. Yeah, younger than what that. What did these idiots know about any somebody? This here's the, here's where I think we've we've gone really wrong. One of the ways we've gone wrong. We have given too much power to children yes. who shouldn't have a voice yes. in grown-up conversations. Yes. Shut up and sit down. Yeah, go sit and call. But what? what you exactly. just said previously just in, in, in caps what we were talking about in the coffee room right. and what I was uh, starting to talk about with Dennis Rivelletti. Yeah. He came up to my job yeah. to talk to my staff, my bosses. Yeah, bo- tell us about that. Now, the bosses... They, they they heard him and they could feel what he was saying because they make good money. Right. And they see the government taking half of their money or more than half. Any of them so, black? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Matter of fact, the majority of them were black. And they except, except for my administrator. Yeah. So he had a good conversation with them. Yeah. But when he came to talk to the regular staff, I swear to God, I asked them for him. I asked them, what <laughs> issues mean something to you? You know, talk she to the, it. talk to the talk to the man. Yeah, I know. Just just talk just talk to the man about what issues you are passionate about. Yeah, radio silence. Yeah, about fifty people in the room, and there was a lot of young people too. They they listened to him for about twenty seconds. A lot of the young people left. Then it was one. Why young, do you think so? Why do you think because the only thing they want to hear is how you gonna give me some more money? Yeah. How you gonna get me some money? Either from so, the government so what, so what or saying, my wages. What you saying? One of your favorite presidents, Lyndon Johnson. And, and, and Not Frank, my favorite president, wait, Frank, Franklin Delano. <laughs> they actually helped start they the don't process. Even, did they helped start the process. Yes, yeah. they did. But it was two. It was two ladies, one younger, one older. The young lady, she was speaking from pure passion and emotion. What are you going to do for my vote? What can you offer us? That's all she wanted to say. She didn't. I asked her, OK, what issues do you want him to fight for? Well, I, forget all that. What is he going to do? For my vote. So then the, it was this other one. She wanted to sound like a black activist, but by my job having so many races of people, she had to kind of stay within those lines. 
she couldn't cross the lines or offend because the media has us at a point where though nobody wants to offend anybody. So she stopped. Uh, Kanye does. So she, well, he doesn't <laughs> care. But he, but she had to stop short of saying we want resources for the black community because that's what she was trying to say. He understood and I understood. Right. But I said, but what's your issue? What issue do you want the man to fight pa- for? Basically, what you're saying is what policy, what policy can he pass to help the black community? And I'm your sorry community. to say it. But I'm going to be the one to say it. I don't give it. I don't care Uh-oh. who gets mad. Be careful, though. Black lightly. people don't understand politics. They don't. Black people only know no, social no, issues. Wait, 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 wait. You can, okay, you can't put that. You can't put okay, that, every label. that umbrella. The majority. The, the majority. Nah, there are, there no. are some within the black community. Let me tell you something. You go to have a barbershop. No you go anywhere. They won't know anything, any policy, any kind of uh, uh, whatever we talk about politically. Yeah. They don't know about. They know about social issues, though. Of course. Yeah, but they don't because know about Because that's how they've politics. been trained. Yeah. That's, that's how, how they've been trained, trained from the by the left we gonna give you these crumbs yeah you take these crumbs shut up go sit in the corner and don't say anything else yeah yeah but you know what but i was so let down i I felt so bad but it was expected i expected it but i was disappointed at the same time because i'm like man listen i brought this guy here this guy could be senator and you got you don't have nothing to say but watch this but tina when we come back there are white people that this same conversation, they oh, they had no clue absolutely about politics, and that's and see that's, I guess I got some cl- audio clips I'm going to play um, probably a little bit later in the show, uh, but that's what that's the rub. People don't get nope. Everybody is it's, it, but all in, the same problems. In their defense, it's hard to get the information sometimes. It is now that is especially today. Right, you listen to the Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker. Milan, can we come up with a nickname for Tina? I'm thinking. Yeah. Ooh, we I'm get a good one. Yeah. We got we to come up with a good one for her. <laughs> because I'm telling you, if you... If you fuck well, you're not on Facebook, so you can't see it. <clears throat> oh, I, I think I think today, I think it's you, M. K. Hill, <laughs> um, um, Awake Illinois sh- founder Shannon Adcock, um, uh, M. Woodhouse. Did I say that yet? Did I say that one already? No. Nope. I think you 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 ladies are probably the most attacked women in the Illinois section of of, of social media. That is a dubious distinction, but I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I, I I I sit and I I chuckle, but then I get concerned because some of the stuff that people say to you guys and oh, Andy Pauly. Oh yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. Andy Pauly. That I think, might be the how worst. You she's and number I one. Met. Yeah, she's number one. So Andy, as bold as I am, Andy even sometimes makes me go, <gasps> I holy smokes, she just has, well, she has been dragged through the mud. She has. You she know, has. You know how I met her? I do not. I'm state rep. I'm, I was her state rep. Okay. And um, she came to the, I think she called or I think we talked over the phone and I was trying to introduce a bill uh, and I, I got dragged through the mud for it too. Shut up, Vilan. <laughs> uh, uh, a police hate crime bill. Because what they were, what they did to her, they were able to sh- show when her husband's squad car was there, when it right. was not. They put her, her her home address and everything. Right. All everything they could get on her and her husband, who's a, a Joliet police officer, right? They put it all out there in the in the in the stratosphere, right? And they were getting just she was getting. I mean, you if you look her up, you'll see it throughout all oh. of social media uh, on 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 the internet, right? So funny story. So 
um, as I made my evolution uh, politically, I was on Twitter. I was on social media. And um, <clears throat> I that's how I met Andy Polly. Yeah. And I had no idea that she and I were basically neighbors. And um, we, you know, I, I, we were following each other. We shared each other's stuff. We weren't nearly as, as close as we are today back then. She wasn't sure who I was. She had to be so afraid of every, rela- every contact because so many people would, you yeah. know, would try to get personal information from her and use it against her. Yep. And yeah, I, I, what she went through was, was horrific. And yeah. what the other thing that people don't realize, so if, if you Googled her name, there, you'll see all these comments come up oh and Twitter s- screenshots. They made fake accounts yeah. in her name and image, yep. and they would post just yep. overtly, you know, racist, racist. and horrible things. Yep. And then and use that to bash her and to to enrage the mob yeah. and have them come after her. But they were sending people to her home. They she got swatted. Yeah, she did. You and, know, I I actually introduced the swatting bill. Yeah, and got yeah. it passed. Uh, but but do you also know? Did, did you ever get like any of her haters who would send you messages saying, "How could you be friends with this person? Um, this person is a racist. This, this person is this." Know. Oh, I got so many, and I still to this day get them. I, I don't think so, because at that point, I'd ha- already, it was kind of, um, well, you didn't even, you didn't have to say anything to be labeled a racist. You just had to disagree with somebody. Yeah. Now you're a racist. Yeah. So, it, or you had to show public support for Donald Trump. You're, now you're, you know, David Duke, and <laughs> they're going to come for you. And um, so you kind of reach a point where, I have to be honest with you, when it first started happening, um, it was it was a little scary. Yeah. And but then you kind of are, are you know, I have that I'm a fighter. Yeah. And you're not going to call me in something yeah. that I'm not. <laughs> right. You know, Racist. I will, <laughs> you know, call me whatever you want, uh, but make it a truthful assessment. Well, I am. And <laughs> how about how about Va- Valkyrie? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Valkyrie, hey, yeah. Um, oh, I like that. You know what? You go again. <laughs> I, like I, I listen. That. I'm I'm not about that violence. Like you know, I don't I don't I'm not promoting violence. But when I saw that Draymond Green knock out that young kid, what you didn't see Jim, Draymond um, Green knock out his no. teammate Jordan Poole? Oh, you know, I heard something listen, about it. I heard something about it. Listen, here's what's happening today. These little young bucks, oh, they yapping those they yapping yeah. those lips, and came back it up. And that's what I tell them. I said, if, if whatever you post on social media, right. I'll tell you where I'm at. Let's meet. And let's see if you say the same thing. I will knock every last tooth out of your mouth. Right. Don't play that. Don't play that keyboard warrior. with Right. Me. Don't play that keyboard warrior with me. So um, I most recently. So Dan Proft, um, he's he ran um, he, he was running some commercials and there were some citizens who were featured in the commercials and their names were mm-hmm. were posted. And one gentleman had commented on uh, Pritzker economic policy his disastrous, disastrous economic policy. And uh, this man started getting calls yeah. from people in the community and they left. They were stupid enough to leave voicemails. Oh, so Dan Dan, I give him my head is off to him. This was a oh, bold he's killing move. It. He is killing it right he, now. He um, he named them and he he read what they said on air. Good. Mm-hmm. So I started the minute that happened. You know, I listened to AM five five sixty from you know from Dan and Amy through Brandon Tatum. Yeah. And um, I I I jotted down these people's names and then a buddy of mine did and 
we posted their info. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, you did what they did to, to others. Well, it, guess guess who called me? Who? Those people that I posted. Whoa. Somebody gave them my contact info. Ouch. You know, and you know, really quickly, when we come back from break, I want to talk about Dan, because Dan was on Tucker Carlson. I saw. And I call him our wartime consigliere right now. Right. Because Republicans have never had a fighter like this that are fighting the way he is. Not we'll in be, Illinois. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Stop. 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 Shut them down. Open up shop. Oh. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaking. You call it Tina the Valkyrie? Yes, the Valkyrie. <laughs> She's a fighter. Uh, Valkyrie. You ain't black. Yeah. You ain't those black. are those were the women. Uh, the women Thors. Or whatever yeah, you want to call it. it. The, the, Lady the women Thor. the women warriors. Love <laughs> it. I, I actually that new Thor movie though was garbage. Oh man, man why did you garbage. see it? it why did you watch garbage. it? <laughs> I did like I did like the addition of Lady Thor though. Uh, yeah. isn't, that what, isn't that what she's called? Yeah, Lady well, Thor? She, she's the new Thor. Period. Yeah. It's, well, well, it's not Lady Thor. She's you didn't watch. It? You didn't watch it? I'm, I'm gonna give Thor a spoiler. Well. In the comic book, she's the new Thor. I'm gonna give a spoiler. She died. What? <laughs> yeah, she dies in the movie. Well, good. The movie should die, <laughs> dude. I don't like this comedic Thor. No, everything's comedic. Oh, yeah, uh, comedic. Uh, Deadpool. Um, yeah, everything they're making Deadpool it fun. Serious man, Shazam, man, I will, I will, ah, man, we'll fight. I won't watch a minute of either of those movies. How dare you! <laughs> but but um, did you guys watch um Dan Prof on um uh, Tucker? No, I'm gonna have to Google it. Oh. I did. It was great. It was it was. I, I thought it was. And listen, as, as I said during the break, um, the Republican Party have not, and the, the Illinois Republican Party, I probably probably say not since Lee Daniel. Uh, Lee Daniels, uh, Lee Daniel, and um, uh, Phil Crane, uh, Crane, and um, forget the other guy. What's the other DuPage County uh, representative? Hoff Daddy, what's his name? The other DuPage, oh, the other DuPage County state representative, uh, uh, the senator. He he ran he ran the Senate from DuPage. Uh, he was the leader. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I, I don't know why his, it, his name is eluding me. But I don't. We haven't had fighters. Who were willing to to to, to push back, right? Um, and and not follow the playbook. See that I think that's the real key to what Dan Prof and his people who play by the rules is doing. They're not following that Republican playbook, so that the Democrats are like, wait, 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 hold. Right. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We know what we, we if, you know, normal times we would hit them back and they would just cower, absolutely, and and retreat. Yeah. Dan's not retreating. Nope. Right. Oh, no, of course. Come on, man. He knows how to play the game. And it's a shame to me, though, that it has to come from a media personality and not from the folks that we're electing to fight for us. Correct. But at least he's out there. And I I think that one of that's one of the things that that the Republican Party learned during the Trump years is that you have to fight back. You cannot you can't. You can't be. You can't Mitt Romney the situation. You can't. Or John McCain it. Right. Well, not all because you have a lot of never Trumpers that still wants that. Uh, they, they don't. <laughs> that, that false premise of yeah, they all we're above. Too. We're above the. Oh, I find it strange it that they all lost too. Right. Right. Oh, ouch. Ooh. Right. You know. That's, so- that's the party had. The party's different. Yeah. That party is dead to me. Yeah. Just like the Democratic Party. I always say, the Dem- I didn't leave the Democratic Party. They left me. They got on a ship. They got on the crazy ship Whew. and sailed off to the land of lunatics. Yeah. And 
I waved to them from the shore. Yeah, and I, and and now too, you saw uh, what's her name. I know a lot of people were like, "Well, why are you guys all embracing her?" To me, it wasn't about embracing Tulsi Gabbard because she's saying she's leaving the Democrat Party. It's it's her her exposing what we all know right. and what the independents all right. know about this new progress. I, I don't. Even, I don't think they're progressive. I think they regress. I think they take us back to a time. Totally agree. You know, and, and then, what did Joe Biden say? They're going to put you back in chains. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> what they're doing. That's Ugh. what this new leftist party, that's the direction that they're taking. And I, this, this is why I just don't understand how anybody can vote Democrat today. But, I don't either. I think at this point, there's no excuse. At this point now, you are just, you're either a Marxist, you are, are um, dangerously <laughs> stupid, or willfully ignorant. Or, I don't. Or, or you're just like the people that me and Dennis Rivoletti talk to. Yeah. You just want something out of it for you. I, I just keep thinking about what that young girl said. What do I get? As mm. long as I get something, you'll get my vote. They either want two things, the government to give them something, right. or they want higher wages. Right. Those two, if they would, if he would have started talking like a Democrat, well, I can give you this, give you that, or I can get you higher wages, he would have got some response. But he was sticking to the, the, the regular Republican issues. They just sat there, sat yeah. there like bumps on the log. So this makes me nervous because um, I think it was in the patch. Um, they're saying that, you know, it surveys, local surveys are showing J.B. Pritzker is, is, has a double digit lead. Double digit? 15 percent lead, 15 point lead, I should oh. say. And they're saying that the leading, um, the, the, the question that is differentiating the two is or, or what's separating them right now is that Bailey's hammering on crime, and they they perceive Pritzker as talking more about jobs and the economy, and of course Paul that's a lie. When correct? Well, what this jobs? just came out this week. Yeah, what jobs? Last, he, I haven't heard him talk about jobs. No, no jobs. I, I and, and let's the largest employer in the state of Illinois is the government. Right. So if you think, well, I mean that those people are going to protect their pension. Now what he did? Wait, 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 wait. So he's saying Pritzker's leading Bailey forty nine to thirty four percent, with Libertarian Scott Schluter boasting eight percent, with nine percent of those polls still undecided. So the, the Libertarian once again, Libertarians playing spoiler, right? You Screwing know, it up. And, and you see Republicans, those who were ran for office or were, or were going to run for office, now supporting Libertarians. They're done. I'm done with them. As far as anything right. politically, you're done in my, in my in my estimation. Correct. Because guess what? Listen, I have I have a, a few libertarian leanings when it comes to policy and how I see right. things. But the Libertarian Party has no chance of winning. None. No chance of winning. The Libertarian candidates are spoilers. That's who they are. Absolutely. That's what they've done in in major elections, and that's what they do in 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 local elections. Hey, they may be great people, they may be good people, but they do not vote for a libertarian in this cycle. JB Prisker needs to lose. Where am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But people aren't focusing on the issues. They just they just want more money in their pocket, man. That's what yeah. I say. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your, switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. This that different latitude. 
Yay. I don't know, John. You might have to switch that one out. Nope, I'm not. He made a big matter. I don't cancel people. That's not oh, what we, that's, not what we that's do good. Here. That's, that's good. not what we do here at Black and Right Radio. We don't cancel anybody. His wife, his former wife, won't even talk Welcome to back me anymore. To Black and Right. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I get I got a lot of flack from this because I, I don't do the canceling thing. I don't cancel anybody. I'm just I just don't do it. Uh, I said one time, <laughs> I'll be in Target drinking my Starbucks. You know, I don't care. I'll do it all. Um, and, and to those that want to do that, that believe in that, you know, canceling even people, um, I, hey, that's your prerogative. I just don't do it. I, I, I don't cancel anybody. Well, I'm going to tell you who he, who he did get canceled by. Permanent ban oh. on Twitter. Permanent <laughs> ban on Instagram. And J.P. Morgan told him, find somewhere else to keep your money. But Wait. the island guy got to keep his, his uh, Jeffrey Epstein guy, oh, who didn't kill himself. Um he um got to keep his his account with J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hypocrisy, right? At its finest. Why did it? What was the impetus to the canceling though? It wasn't the White Lives Matter. No, it was the didn't Jewish he, comments, right? It was, it was the, the comments Jewish about comments. the Jewish comments. So, um, you know, my, my hey, listen, I'm not speaking. Listen, I'm I'm a huge Israel supporter. When I was in the General Assembly, I you you name it that came out about Israel, I was supportive of it. Um. But yet, I still think he should have the right to his free speech. Correct. Without being canceled. I, I agree. I don't. Ha- you don't have to agree with it. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with ninety nine percent of the stuff Vlad says. But you know, <laughs> he doesn't get canceled on this show, right, Vlad? No, I don't get canceled. <laughs> yeah. So what? You know, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But 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 you know, I think Ye's a genius. I think what what you know, some of the stuff that he said. You know, I, I wish. I'm sure he probably wish he could take it back and say it differently. Right. You know, I, I'm not speaking for him because I mean I'm not as I don't get paid any of those billions. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he maybe, doesn't, maybe right. he said it the way he wanted to say it, and and um, he was willing to. He he's not a dumb guy. He he's knew not. what the consequences were going to be. Well, that's the, the whole White Lives Matter shirt, right? You know, he knew the controversy that would come with that, and then he's and then all this, the the, the, the you know, Diddy and and then he, he had a, 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 a sit down with LeBron show on, on his show, and then now they won't even. Re, re, um, Share the show. Come on, man. That's stupidity at its finest. It is. And Joe Biden says dumber things than that on a daily basis. So <laughs> if we could cancel that guy, I'm all oh, for it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Trump said a lot of the stuff that Biden oh said? Oh, my God. You know, oh, God. No. Calling out the lady, calling out the congresswoman who um, who, um, <laughs> who, passed, who away. passed away. Right. You know, coming up behind a little 12-year-old girl the other day, putting his hands on her shoulders. It's saying, so creepy. I mean, come oh, on. Black people don't know how to use the Internet. Yeah, black people don't know how to use the internet. I mean, think about this, man. You know, think I about forgot that. about that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, we're stupid, and and that's my point. That's my point. I I, I got some audio. I'm gonna play in the next at next next hour. But we gonna we gonna have some, we gonna have we gonna tussle about some of this. All right. It's just it was this black man that showed up to a school board meeting, and I I I, I, I how long is it, Hop Daddy? Yeah, we'll, we'll play it when we come back after the break because it's two minutes. I want to I want to play all two minutes of it okay. because um, you know, and we're gonna, we're gonna tussle about it. I, I may even bring up the that audio from last week, Valon, about the the gangs, about not having the gang database. Oh yeah, we can talk you don't about believe that. that should be a gang no, database? No, it's over. It's over. I think that should that, that should continue to That's be a gang. That's old news. I think I think there needs to be some tweaks. It's old As somebody news. who was a gang officer when I was a a, a, a cop, I do believe there needs to be some tweaks. I don't think we should get rid of it. That, that's old, just the problem, though. It's we, old information. But Vellant, we're getting rid of all of the tools for policing, and then we expect them to keep citizens safe. How right. stupid, how asinine can that be? That 
I mean, ooh, 12 gangs, cops. 12 cops. True gangs don't exist no more. That's, it's clicks. That's a, that's a clicks. gang. It's clicks. <laughs> it's a gang, Vlad. It's not real. It's not, it's not real. Listen, 12 cops killed in the last week. 12 cops killed in the last week. All because of the stupidity that's out there and why these men and women are putting their lives on the line. Hour two coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, just Hour 2, Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. If you missed that first hour, head over to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast, you don't have to sit through any of the commercials. Uh, while you're at it, go ahead and give me some follows. Um, I'm trying to start, as I stated earlier, I'm, I'm trying to start a, a new YouTube channel, uh, Black and White Radio 2.0, all one word. Black and Right Radio 2.0. Uh, let's see if um, the <laughs> if they try to shut this page down as well. And follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You name you, Truth Social. I have them all. Just just whatever social media platform you prefer. Please go and like um, Black and Right Radio, and uh, we'll see how it is. Um, I'm so happy to have the Troublemaker and the Valkyrie. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the Valkyrie, Tina. That's she. Hey, awesome. one one name. One name. One name. Because you know we don't want to get her docs and that's and they it. keep coming. Well, that's they true found too. Me. That's true too. But you know, some people that listen to this show, like right. Norman from Rockford, who says I speak Ebonics. Uh, oh, see, God. I think you taking that to heart a little I too am. much. I am. Yeah, just like I take. Yeah, uh-huh, so you can't talk about me when Phil talked about my oh, intelligence. Oh, but, well, so Phil, <laughs> Phil actually chimed in on Facebook, said, "Laugh out loud." She um, used a, a marker to type. WLM, I mean, to write WLM on her shirt. Well, tell her, tell her what she's wrong. <laughs> right, I told him call in and address because he can't tell her what she's and, wrong. And speaking of, let's let's open up the phone lines three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I got a lot of messages saying why is why is the phone lines busy? Uh, I wanted to take that first hour and just talk. That's why. So I apologize to those who are listening. Um, but um, yeah, but um, the line. I mean, there's no calls on the line right now. Uh, I want to play this. This uh, I don't know what county or what school board or or what meeting this guy was at, but I I, I heard this and I was like, and and, and I, I said this speaks perfectly to Phil from Blue Island because you know Phil thinks that all you know we we're all oppressed because the white man, the white man's out to get you, you know, they all to they got to stop you, right, Phil? Uh, I want to play this audio and I want to play all all two minutes of it. Uh, because I think it's, I think it's very important. And I want us to get into a discussion about it. Here we go. My grandparents are black. All eight of my great great grandparents. All sixteen of my great greats. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. I am not oppressed. Ooh. I'm not oppressed, and I'm not a victim. I'm neither oppressed nor a victim. I travel all across this country of ours. And I check into hotels, and I fly commercially, and I walk into retail establishments, and I order food in restaurants. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. I am treated with kindness, 
dignity and respect literally from coast to coast. Now, if you saw this guy, he's like, he's darker than you, Valon. Hmm. Darker than you. So don't give me the excuse that he looks like me. Here we go. I have three children. They are not oppressed either. Although they are victims. I've taught my children they are victims of three things. Ooh, I love their this. own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision making. That is all. My children... Where's he wrong with that? He's not. He's teaching his children uh, to be independent. He's being a parent. This, this, is what, this, is what, this is how we should teach black America. Not that we're victims. Not that people are... You know what? People do try to oppress black people. It's your response to it, though. And, and I think that, that message right there is missed so much when you look at the Roland Martins and the people like your, your friends over at, you know, that, that's that progressive station, Valon. But he continues. We are not victims of America. We are not victims of some unseen 190-year-old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Racism in America would by and large be dead today it is. if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. And sadly... Where's the lie? It's the truth. He, he, he didn't say their names, but, but Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and the rest of the poverty pimps and race hustlers. And he's hitting every point. He continues. Sadly... Very sadly, one of those institutions is the American education system. I can think of nothing more damaging to a society than to tell a baby born today that she has grievances against another baby Come born today Come on. simply because of what their ancestors may have done two centuries ago. There is simply no point in doing that to our children. And putting critical race theory into our classrooms in part does that. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is not combating racism. It's fanning the flames of what little embers are left. Mm. I encourage you to support this resolution. Let racism die the death it deserves. And let's keep living the life of the country that we are. Thank you. I have to find this guy and yeah. I have to interview him. Yeah. Because I, I mean, he put it so succinctly. He, he was, he was, he was, I mean, that, did you hear what he said? That was a beautiful encapsulation of everything wrong with, um, of with today's culture and obsession. Yeah, obsession with identity politics. Yeah. Morgan Freeman said the same thing, right? Yeah, you know, a, a leftist. He said the same thing. Yeah, racism will be done. If we stop talking about it. Right. And here's Phil. What audience was he speaking to and what was the racial makeup? What does that matter? Yeah, that the message matter. is out there, Phil. That's what it that's what it is. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh Eris from Carol Stream. Welcome to the Black and Right. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey John. Did uh, I say first your name off, right? I just want Yes, yes, you got it great. Okay. You got it great. Uh first off I just want to say if, if as far as whoever is in charge of management in this possible loss of hour in your show <laughs> they're making a grave mistake I, you. you you're john you are you have you and Ver, mr mr george michaels verlon you guys <laughs> have such <laughs> you guys have such a powerful show on saturdays Thank i you. look forward to every show that you guys got uh as far as your guest speaker i i, I got i got on a little bit late this morning uh, this afternoon i didn't catch her name but i just want to say that it's very powerful that you know like I, I'm surrounded by a lot of Democrats in my life, 
And I, I have consistently over the years have tried to understand what drives what drives their emotion. It is emotions. Mm -hmm. What makes them think the way they are. And unfortunately, I would say that I think what we're going through right now is as bad as it is for so many people that are in certain economic statuses and how it's affecting families that it, 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 unfortunately it is a good thing because I think it's making people, it's an, and it's a hard push. It's a push that, that it's needed for families to start to realize what am I doing and what are the decisions that I'm making that, that kind of signify where we're going in the future. But Mm. I still find it very hard to believe that there are still some people. And I think, I think your guest speaker kind of really nailed it, that it, it, it takes time and people need to want to make that change. I agree. I, I, Eris, I, I I definitely agree. You want to address that thing? Yeah, I just um, thanks so much I, for calling. Ayers. I had the benefit of of having a man in my life who was a conservative his entire life, and found a way. It, it, as 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 much as I identified with being a Democrat and the the uh, you know the policies of the Democratic Party, I could not ignore the fact that the party was changing, that the policy they policies were changing. My core beliefs didn't change. Their values changed. And what they decided to, to basically worship changed over time. And, um, you know, in, in my ex-husband, being in law enforcement, I was his wife. And yeah. I was protective of this man yeah. who got up every day and put on a uniform and went out to do the right thing. Right. He never, ever left that house thinking, hey. I'm going to go and you know I'm going to make somebody's life miserable miserable today. Never that never entered his mind. No, you, you, did you hear that, Vlad? Listen, I was about to say I'm, finna, I'm going to have a hard time whenever we start talking about those subjects. But I'm just waiting. I'm so, just waiting. but and Verlon, and let me say this: some so I think some of the issue you have with police officers isn't really with the guys who who are out there working for us. Right. You're dealing with and administrators who force. Uh, force policy onto the guys who have to work for us. Right, right. And I remember my ex-husband, he's saying to me many times, he he was more worried about what happened within the walls of the police department than he was outside of the police department. And and it was because they 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 didn't have their own officers' backs. Yeah. They were removed from what the guys on the street were actually dealing with. That's true. Um, That's so true. Because especially today, mm-hmm. you know, this this political expediency of getting rid of office today, right. not having to deal with it. And no benefit of the And doubt, that's why okay. in that in the safety act, they also changed the, the, the licensing from, from certified to licensed police officers. Right. That's dangerous in my opinion. I fought that when I was in Springfield. Mike, Renee, Mitchell, hold the line. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the Valkyrie. That's me. Tina. <laughs> Tina, Valkyrie Tina or Tina Valkyrie? You call me TV. TV. All right. There you go. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines real quick. Mike from Griffith, Indiana. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, you guys got a great show. I got to tell you, when I Thank first you. started listening, I thought it was called 
black and white, and I thought, oh, my God, another <laughs> grievance show. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Nothing no, but I love. love. I love listening to you guys. Thank you. But I'm just, uh, I'm just a poor white kid over in Indiana here, and I'm listening, and I heard you talking about Kanye. Just so you know, Kanye uh, got canceled by J.P. Morgan prior to his Jewish comment. Oh, Valon, I thought you said, come on, man. That's what they've been saying yeah, all day. They said that's what they had been saying, but I read it in three different sources. One of them was Breitbart, and one was even the New York Times. So he got canceled. I think it happened after his little uh, display with the T-shirts, Heaven Forbid That White Lives Matter. Yeah. He talked those out there, and I think, I think that's when uh, S hit the fan. But, hey, if you guys mind me asking you a question, yeah. it's great to see so many... Uh, and I don't know what the proper term is these days. I know we all go to jail for saying, you know, the wrong pronoun. But uh, for, for black Americans and conservative blacks or African Americans to, to be on the conservative side. Yeah. And I was just wondering, what do you guys think of uh, Jennifer Ruth Green over in Indiana running oh. for uh, Congress? So I've reached out to her team. I, I would love to get her on. So if you know anybody over there, um, please sh- send them my way. Because what she just endured was just, I mean, they did the, they did the Jack Ryan what they Ooh. did to Jack Ryan when he ran from Senate, they they went into his divorce papers, which was sealed, right. and brought that out. They right. went into her military record, and it came out that she was sexually assaulted while she was in the military. And they exposed yeah, that. You, and they exposed it. Oh, nice. Can nice you believe time. they come out and they say, political comes out and says they got that through a Freedom of Information no, Act? No, when Anybody with any brains knows that it's either got to be adjudicated in a court or through the military courts. But how does that yeah. make her look bad? If she was the victim, no, no, no. Her. Do you want that out? No, I wouldn't. She wasn't want it. running. She wasn't running for right. the sympathy vote or empathy vote. Right. She was running because she felt she was the best qualified person. And this idiot, which allegedly her opponent's team, um, released this information. I know she doesn't want it out. I'm yeah. Sure Thanks she so much for calling. But I don't see how it hurts her. Let's go to Renee in Plainfield. Renee, welcome to Black and Right. Hello, guys. Hey. How are you? All right. How are you? How are you doing? I'm great. Speaking of, Renee will be here in studio on the 29th. Oh, okay. I just called you out, Renee. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm so glad that Tina brought up about being raised a Democrat. Quick, short, you know, short clip is that I was raised in eastern, you know, southern part of Ohio. Coal mining daughter. Democrat family. But it took going to college at Ohio State and then getting that paycheck and saying my tax is gone. Wait, wow. wait, wait. I said, hold up. Yeah. I went to college. I have student loans. And now you're going to take more money out of my tax, my taxes because I am successful. Right. Another thing. We have Halloween coming up. Trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did for my kids. And you guys know I have adopted black yes. sons that are young adults now. When they were younger, they went trick-or-treating. They came home. I mean, cold, freezing, rain, whatever. You know, they came home and I divided. I said, we got to divide our candy, guys. So I said, these are for the people that, you know, they really can't go out. They're sick. So they gave a portion of their candy to them. We were going to go pass it out later. Then I said, now give me half of what the remaining candy is. And they looked at me like I like had three heads. And I said, no, 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 wait. See, this is how money works when you're older and you get a job with the taxes. Because you are going to be successful and you're going to lose the other half of the candy that you have. You got to pay taxes <laughs> at a higher rate. What a, what a great lesson! Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks yeah, so much, uh, Renee. We got to go. We got. We got. I mean, the phone lines are lit up. So um, October 29th, you'll be here in studio. We'll be having a discussion a lot about education. So 
Uh, let's go to Mitchell real quick. Mitchell. Hey, guys. How you doing? Tina, um, Verlon. First of all, uh, regard, I'd like to congratulate J.B. Pritzker for being a blueberry muffin away from weighing <laughs> 600 pounds oh and refusing to answer any questions. That's how great that he is. Um, he swallows a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. But I digress. Uh, regarding uh, critical race theory, it's a moot point. Because you know why? Today's youth is addicted to video games. They're addicted to marijuana and vaping. They would rather be on Snapchat and TikTok than learning about the Revolutionary War. So all it does is that they're not absorbing any of the content from, you know, what I call straightforward education. So to make this a priority is a joke. Yeah. Because if you see it firsthand, you'll see that these radical teachers, they're on an agenda. But guess what? Those students are detached because they're on their phones. The public school system is based on 86% of our tax-paying dollars. Thank you, Jerry, our uh, Jamie Pritzker. And what has gotten us? Nowhere. Right. So to bring up this, you, you're, you're dealing with some mentality where they're not listening to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, okay? Yeah. Or, or a Bach, Bachman-Turner Overdrive. No, no, no. They are, they are absorbing the game mentality from videos. Yeah. It's all about attitudes. They have iPads with attitudes that can't spell their own name, <laughs> and they couldn't write a check to save their life. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I, yeah, I hear you. Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Let's go to Phil from Blue Island. Phil, uh-oh, here we go. Mitchell, good gracious. Great um, <laughs> uh, I, I've been having a rolling argument all week about uh, Christopher Columbus. And this I know, with us. Race. I know, especially with me. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing about Christopher Columbus and, and critical race theory uh, would, would really help America if they really knew who Christopher Columbus was. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. And this sister, um, uh, I don't know what her name is. Tina. 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 Okay, Tina. Hey, Tina. Hi. Um, um you know, even the shirt you're wearing, where it says yes. "White Lives Matter." Right. Let me just ask you a question, real quick. Sure, sure. The, so it's already clear that white lives matter. Do black lives matter? Of course. Okay, uh, absolutely. So we're talking about we're talking about getting out of this this identity politics or whatever about race and all these other things. But you got this guy in I forgot what cities he's in, Tubber Hill, what Tubber Tuberville, that's talking about crime and reparations. Any? Oh, okay. Talking, yeah. To black people, uh, and, and claiming that you know only people that you know are do or you need reparations, right, and, and you know we just want it because black people are just a bunch of criminals. In Los Angeles, you got a city council where you got uh, uh, the leadership in the city council. That's Latino, though, right? That was mm-hmm. that wasn't white. That was Latino. Yep, she was a Latina. Latino. She was Latina. No, no, no. They're, they're fine. But but the point is, is that she 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 probably identifies as white because if you saw her do. anywhere. Listen, if you saw her anywhere compared standing next to me, you would probably say, well, he's black. And she, you know, until she speaks, she's white. But the fact that she's using language like calling a black, a white man's son, a monkey. And there was other conversations that were going on uh, 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 that was that was uh, 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 degrading black people and so forth and so on. So I know y'all want us to forget about it. Y'all well, you, you know, she's a Democrat, though, right? No, it doesn't matter. We're talking well, it kind of does. It's talking about race, period, or racism. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, again, if you got a shirt on that said White Lives Matter, you're not letting it go. But why right? should she? She <laughs> doesn't have... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Phil. Hold on, Phil. She has no right to say White Lives Matter? But is, is it racist? No. Is it is it racist because the name, the word white is in front of no. matter, lives no. that matter? No. 
But she, if she's on the opposite side of the spectrum trying to destroy Black Lives Matter. But she's not. I know her. So, so Phil, right. here's here's the the reason I'm wearing it is because I tuned into the show last week yeah. and I heard Verlon and, and John going at it over Kanye and his his shirt. And I, I had a conversation with these guys before we went on air. And I just right. said, you know, uh, we laughed about the shirt. They knew exactly what I was doing. Yep. I was poking fun at the situation. Kanye was doing the exact same thing. I would never wear this shirt out in public. I think it's stupid, but I, I'm I'm just highlighting the issue just like he did. That's it. And I, I'm having fun with with the my 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 friends in the studio and, and just just it, it's a topic of conversation. You know, I I of course I think Black Lives Matter. Do I support the Black Lives Matter organization? Hell to the no. But do I support black people? Absolutely. Just in the in the exact same way that I would support any other group of people. There you go. Phil, you got 30 seconds. Go. Okay. Well, again, you're wearing this shirt, and this is a worldwide show. I think it goes out around the world. It does. And the people can sitting there in the studio with this shirt on, so you're in the public, so I don't uh, just think That's think great. That. They can message me. I could send. I'll 1099, and right. that's theirs. And <laughs> our back and forth, and that's fine. So I'm just saying, it just seems to me that if we want to forget about racism, don't just look at. I mean, you want to you want to put it in a politics. Uh, you want to put it on Democrats. You want to put it on the liberals. You know what? You what? why don't you guys have a, a sense of humor anymore? This is part of the problem. We used to be able to laugh about this stuff. Yeah. With that, Phil, we got to go. We got to go to break, Phil. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Heather Brown, who's running for Illinois Senate 25. Heather Brown, Illinois Senate 25, coming up next. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker and the Valkyrie. That's me. Tina. She likes it. I do. I love it. It's catchy, isn't it? I need a costume. (laughs) Valkyrie. Oh, that'd be cool. Halloween is coming up, right? (laughs) Next time. Oh. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I've been trying to do on this show is is to give a voice to candidates that are running for office, especially candidates you you don't see a lot of media from and, and, and the media won't. Because the media is, you know, is fearful of this candidate because they know if 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 certain candidates got down to spring or, or were elected and sent to Springfield, that the that Springfield will change. And one of those candidates that I believe in, 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 in <laughs> as I've gotten to know her, as I've seen her talk to people, Heather Brown, who's running for the Illinois 25th uh, Senate District, is one of those people that I believe that if, if we sent down to Springfield, we will definitely, definitely uh, change the trajectory of it. I mean, I mean, who who doesn't want somebody that that, that does Chicago triathlons? You know, <laughs> homeschool their kids. Anybody that's ever homeschooled a kid, I have. Let me tell you, I believe it is one of the hardest jobs right. to do ever. Home homeschooling a kid. Uh, Heather Brown, um, welcome to Black or Right. Thank you. Now, Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank yeah, you for having me. No problem. My first question to you is, you know, I, 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 and I pose this question to anybody that, that's, that wants to run for office. Why? <laughs> Why is Heather Brown running for Illinois 25th Senate District? And uh, what's your platform? What do you, what do you, what do you intend to do uh, once elected and sent to Springfield? 
Well, the reason why is by an anonymous caller who I have yet to even find out what their who their name is. Um, if anyone listening knows exactly who the person is, they called me um, originally to run for the 49th. And three days later, they called me to run for the 25th. And I said, put me in. Yeah. Um, I've been running as an independent alderman for the past five and a half years. And I'm just one boy. And in what town? In, in West Chicago. Okay. In okay. the city of West Chicago. So I've been an independent here. I was the only person this past December that voted no to increase tax property taxes for our town. And I was attending school board meetings. My voice, along with many others, was going unheard. It it was just chaotic that they would not listen to the parents or the taxpayers. Mm. They actually, the school board actually tried getting me fired as an alderman because uh, they said, we all know that she's an alderman, so we're going to, uh, uh, we take it as a threat from the city. So I had to make sure that I went in and said, I'm here as a parent and a taxpayer instead of just stating my name. So it it was very chaotic, but I, I was homeschooling then and I was, you know, I will continue to homeschool until they get their curriculum to where it's not 10% for English and 10% math. I mean, it is, is it, it, for the amount of money that they're paying right now, it's 20000 per child. Wow. I don't understand how they're using their money at this point. It's, it's kind of disgusting. Hi, Heather, this is Tina uh, Valley Cree from uh, <laughs> the Black and White Show today. Uh, I, I, I Kudos to you for doing what you're doing. Um, I, I can't stress enough how, how important it is and how brave it is for the average everyday citizen to throw their hat in the ring and make themselves the target of, of nonstop vitriol from the left. And now, when you were saying 10% English and 10% math, are, those are the test scores in your school district? That's the, is that they, they just or, released them. Um, yes, that wow. is for this past year. Right. Um, and, and here you have, and here you're the only one that voted down another referendum to raise taxes. And it, where are the rest correct. of the parents? Why are they not demanding more for their money? It, it's shocking. Um, it's a, I, I wish you were... There needs well, to be a thousand of you. To, to be honest, our our parents that go to our schools were are around eighty percent Hispanic, and I was actually going to school board meetings and I was recording them. Now, one of the ads that I had put up on my website was to make sure that all of our district would be translated right to for the parents and my incumbent actually passed the bill in Ju- in June after I had already had that add up so it's just it's funny that you know when I post things that I'm going to be doing that my incumbent is like oh yeah that sounds like a good idea maybe now I'll listen to uh a fellow alderman who's been trying to reach out to me over the years. 
Yeah, well, so, in the city of Chicago, they spend twenty nine fifty, twenty nine thousand on each kid. So that system needs a, and, a a sludge hammer. Yeah. Do you think you're making yeah. a dent? Do you think you're making a dent? You and others that we have on the show that's starting your own schools and and things of that nature. Are are you making a dent in this uh, public school system? Um, with the amount of money that they're spending per child, I don't think it's making a dent. I mean, as of right now, they won't even let our children use lockers. Wow. The Why? money that they're using. Yeah. Right now, so they just had another gun scare. A child showed up with a handgun, and this is the third time in a year. Wow. So they're using a lot of their money to purchase. First, it was clear backpacks. Hey, hey, Tina, Tina, I don't don't mean to cut you off, but we got about a minute left, and I want to give you a minute. I want to give you a minute to talk about why the people of the 25th should vote for you and how people can get in contact with you and, and join your campaign. Go. You got it. So yes, yours. definitely. So um, if you would like to research more about uh, myself and information, the issues I'm running for, the, the platform I'm on, please feel free to go to www.brownilsenator25.org. You can look up the issues. You can see my background history, as Aunt John Anthony was talking about earlier, of, and all the volunteer work that I've done throughout the community. And it's not just my community. I expand to other areas as well. So, Yeah. Now, why should people vote for you? Job. Why should they vote for you? Real quick, 20 seconds. Um, I, I am an independent. I listen to both sides, but I am running for a Republican seat because of my religious values, but I've learned to work with both sides. On city council, I work with both sides, and I know that I can do that in the future. Heather Brown, running for the Illinois Senate 25. Thank you so much for joining Black and White Radio. Um, Onward to victory, November 8th. Thanks so much. Good luck. Thanks so much. All right. You listening to Black and White? We'll be right back. I cannot maintain the badness of my brain. I resort to violence. My killers move in silence. Like you don't know what I'm silent. So your killers are wild. My dogs is with it. You want it? Come and get it. It's Gia Tone, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I love how George drops in there, Red. (laughs) And we have the Valkyrie, Tina. That would be me. I call you a Valkyrie. You know, I used to want to be a Valkyrie when I was younger until I found out that you were all women. There's nothing wrong with women, of course. I love women. Sometimes a little too much. I'm going to give you a little hint. That's Thor. After Freedom Summit, you'll be able to play the oh. real song of Black Velvet. Black Velvet? You'll, you'll play the real song. Oh, God. Dude, what is with you with this, this, <laughs> this velvet, man? Yeah, I don't know what that means. When you go to the store, you go to some pimp store. On Roosevelt, on Roosevelt, you go to dress to impress. Oh. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, that's are what Bishop. Gonna, are you going to wear velvet? 
Look at this. Isn't that where the Bishop Don Juan magic? No, Congo? no, that's what just, that's what most black people go to. You dress could up. you can borrow my t-shirt if you want. They got dobs. Well, I, I, hey, I'll put it on. They got dobs. I'll wear it. Maybe. They got dobs. Yeah, they got dobs. <laughs> Let's go to Jim from South Elgin, also sponsor of this radio show. Jim, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. How's it going? How's it going? Well, good. You got you on speaker, so watch the language. Anyways, oh. um. Uh, <laughs> You know, as far as all the new candidates come in, out here we have a lady running named Jennifer Santalitro. Yes. And the mayor of Bartlett, uh, Wallace, he's also running, too. He's done a lot of good work for the village of Bartlett. Yeah. And this young lady, she's kind of a... She's a sharp. ...that's tired of things, schools go bad and stuff. We had her on uh, Mark Vargas' show yeah. a couple weeks ago. And also, I'd encourage people to watch the debate between Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock. Jim, said, Jim, uh, Walker I, Jim I missed it. Cause I don't have News Nation, so how was the debate? They didn't play much. No, from they didn't. I don't, you, don't, you can't even he find any clips. He what? Uh, it, it, he did a, did a good job. He talked about Warnock. You know, you're so concerned about Black Lives Matter. Well, how about all black babies are dying? Why, you should be baptizing them, not killing them. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. How did Warnock do? Did he slip? Did he falter? Or was he on his talking points? Well, he was uh, kind of like BS talking points. I didn't watch the whole uh, debate yet. I watched part of it. Mm-hmm. But it was a typical, you know, smarmy kind of, you know, I'm better than you type of answers for a lot of what he was talking about. But oh. uh, also, Dan Kroc did a great job on uh, he did. Uh, Tucker Carlson. He got interviewed and brought up some good points. Because, oh, they said it was a racial thing with this lady was screaming. He said, well, I can tell they had hoodies and they had face masks on. You know, it wasn't a racial issue at all. You couldn't even tell. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, but Dan Prof did it do it. Good. He did do a great job. But the, um, hey, if you got her contact information, I wouldn't mind getting it because I would love to have her on because I've been watching her. I've been I've been listening to her. You know when she talks, oh, she's, good. she's sharp. She's she's a real she sharp candidate. She's, she's nobody's fool. She, yeah. Uh, these people are trying to control her. She's like, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I agree, Jim. Where you at, Jim? Are you here? Or are you in Honduras? No, I'm in my office. I'm oh. working on a lady from Guatemala and my assistant's listening. So we oh. got you on speaker. Okay. So that's what I said. Watch the language. <laughs> well, we exactly. We we had Mitchell drop the bomb last week. So thanks so much for calling, Jim. Always a pleasure. Talk yeah. to you. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, uh, not what? Jim. I was John. What? One of my predictions look, look is looking like it's about to come true. What's that? I think uh, Hochul, the governor of, of uh, Michigan. I think she's about to lose. Oh, is it Tudor uh, or uh, Whitler? Is she, is Whitmore, it, Whitmore. So is it Tudor? Is it Tudor or Gibbs running against her? It's all her. fungible. It's, it's not. <laughs> is it Tudor or Gibbs? It's not fungible, and you're both wrong. It's Whitmer. Whitmer. Okay, but, Whitmer. Uh, I know Whit- it's Whitmer, but we call her Whitler. Right. It's a but, play on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Uh, but is it is it is it Gibbs that's running against her or Tudor? It's Tudor. Tudor. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah Tudor's She's running. pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean... We, we got we got we got a nice bench outside of Illinois. I hope it, <laughs> it's still it, Detroit determines. Yeah, the governor there, just like Cook County determines here. Yeah, man on the street, hold the line. You'll be the first person I go to. Terry, you as well. You listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty? The answer. I'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host John Anthony, alongside the troublemaker, and I'll just allow this Thor himself to speak of our next our, our host. You'll get nothing and like it. Thank you, Hulk Daddy. 
Not the, not the dog daddy. <laughs> we are pretty awesome. The Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. Yes. I like that name. Yeah. It sticks. It rolls off your tongue. Let's go to Man on the Street, Mark William Weiermuller. Hey, Mark. Mark. You there? Hey, it's Mark Weiermuller. Yeah, it's Mark Weiermuller, Man on the Street. Good to see Tina in the studio. I need her to turn her body so we can see that T-shirt oh. a little bit. Back. Yeah, I do. I do. Somebody was going to come. Where's in. the camera? Is this it? Oh, uh, boy. Just, the you can just stand up. behind you. I just no, you can just stand up right here. Right, let's see what, what shot George has on the on the, on the the face. What, what do you got, Mark? Why, why she's doing that? Oh. Well, if you're playing some school board clips, you ought to play mine again from February. But uh, let me tell you quickly about my article in Illinois Review. I talked about the Columbus Day Parade. Pritzker and Lightfoot sat it out, and it's it's an Italian heritage. It's not just about Columbus. And Phil from Blue Island, I don't know about him. You know, I, I wish he'd talk more about the 845 homicides last year in Chicago, 80 of them Chicago public school students. So uh, he doesn't. He's old. He's old school, from- Mark. He's, he does it. He looks at that as shame. And when and when we all point that type of stuff out, he he thinks you're taking a dig at black people. That's so that's point. why he won't talk about that. Yeah, well, it's yeah. crazy. One more thing: they haven't put that statue back up at Columbus, and a lot of people are angry about this. Lori Lightfoot. I don't know how she's getting away with this, but. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and I want to hear more from Tina in the next ha- next hour. Oh, you're going to hear a, a lot because Seriously, I'm Lord. about to kick it up. Uh oh, really? I'm going to kick it I'm up. Scared. Really? <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us, man on the street. Uh, let's go to Terry from Rogers Park. Terry, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'd like to know: Do you, do you think it's uh, possible, big tech, big business, and media, along? Uh, uh, go along uh, with everything the uh, Democrat government wants is because uh, they're afraid if they don't, uh, this Marxist-leaning government will try to take control of their businesses, just like Marxist communist Russia did of to course. their business owners. I do. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. I definitely believe that. Definitely. Yep. Of course. You're right, Terry. Yep. You're right on I, point. Uh, you're on point. Thanks so much for calling, Terry. Um, uh, I guess we'll play it next next hour. I want. I want. I want to start back because. I don't know if you guys know, but Virginia wants to criminalize parents when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I heard about. Did it. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I got an audio. We'll, we'll play that one when I come back, and then we'll hit it, hit up, hit hit up. You know, your argument, Villan, because I know you want to argue. Cop killing issue. <laughs> I got I got like four cases written down, and I got another case, man, uh, uh, from one of your but, favorite but, from one of your favorite places, but Villan, Clay County, wait, Georgia. Time out, time out. Do you realize though? A lot of these type of conversations is one of the reasons why these cops are getting killed. No, I man, you can't yeah. blame that. I mean, I mean, people with your mentality. You is what can't I'm blame it people, on that. Yeah, you know what, Hoff Daddy, I'm doing a break. Can I send you an audio? And and you you you, you it's on my Facebook page. You send me whatever you want. All right, it's on my Facebook page. This guy was teasing, basically teasing the, the a police officer who pulled him over. I guess he was speeding or he he did something. And she was requesting his driver's license and his insurance and proof. Of, and um, and he said, all I have to do is display it. You idiot. No, you don't. He's chasing that 15 minutes and that or that paper bag. And, and, and until these until people stop chasing that 15 minutes of fame try, or trying to get paid from from these police departments in these cities, we're going to have more and more of these things, man. Now, that may be true, but you can't fault people for demanding better policing. Well, Not, how about we have better? How, how about demanding better of people? That, that, that's, no, no, no. Nobody wants to have that conversation. Oh, so you starting already, and it's nobody only thirty wants, seconds that's left. That's okay, but nobody yeah, that, wants to have that conversation of bettering people. Yeah. Not just the cops. 
No, that's fine. You, we can have that conversation. We we have that conversation all the time. But that is no reflection on the police being professional professional about doing their job. Ninety nine point seven percent of them are. Yeah. Okay. Ninety nine point seven. Name a profession that has a high quality like that. I'm sorry, Tina. Real quick. No, no. I I, I I'm looking forward to this next time. Hour three coming up next. Dennis Rabaletti's in the building. Yes. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back. Just like the demeanor. Hour three of Black and White Radio, 1 AM 560 The Answer. A little housekeeping, um, we'll be off the air on radio at 2.30, but the streams will continue to go until 3 o'clock. Uh, once again, we'll be off the radio at 2.30, but the streams will continue until 3 o'clock, so... Um, please continue to share the streams. I have my Rumble and Facebook up on. Uh, we're not up on YouTube. We're trying to grow the YouTube. So if you're listening, please go to Black and White Radio 2.0. That's all one word, Black and White Radio 2.0, because we, we want to get back on YouTube and fight them as we see fit. I'm happy to have my friend, Verlon, the troublemaker. He's about to cause a lot of trouble with, with what we're getting ready to talk about. This <laughs> is yes, we are. Do I need to take a 120 life right now? Yes, you do. No, I, how about I wait? Now, I, I check my, my blood pressure and then see how he, how it goes up. Then I take a 120 life. Okay. Okay. I'm also happy to have the Valkyrie, Tina, in the studio. And my friend, my buddy, my pal, who's also running for the Senate District 23, Dennis Reveletti. John, thank you for having me back on. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, no problem, brother. All right, go ahead, Vilan. Oh, you want me go, to talk about go, the police issue? Go, go ahead, brother. I, I don't, we don't have the audio for it. That's why. Okay. Okay, I want to talk about this. Oh, which Ooh. one? Wait, wait, where's it at, Joe? Off, Daddy. Uh, is that the yellow? Um, yeah, the on your board. I don't see it. Well, I can speak. I'm to blind, it. man. Let me put. Some, how about this? Uh, I have my readers here for a reason. <laughs> Let me look. I'll speak to it, and you just look look it up and okay. see if I'm correct. The three yellow ones. Yeah, okay. Uh, here we go. Let, 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 let me start with this one, Amber. Okay. All right, you set it up, because this, this is okay, your stuff. I want to talk about the police issue. Uh, this this guy named Jasim. Jahim. Jahim. Is it Jahim? Jahim. Okay. Jahim McMillan. Okay, it was a bystander there. That it was, it was something involving a stolen car, but he, they had got away. The police tracked him down. And a bystander said she saw the whole thing. Wait, 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 wait. You, 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 let's start with the chief first. Start, start with, with the chief. What did the chief say? Okay, okay yeah. the, the police. The, how about the, this? The police chief says. No, something how about, about this? Him. How about I play what the police chief said? Okay. All right, here we go. Play the, play the audio from the woman, too. Uh, what, what woman? The bystander. Okay, you had it up okay. there. Okay, let's, let's listen. Here we go. Here's the chief. I got nothing. They're always doing that again, Huff Daddy. That's not in queue. Here we go. Police Chief Adam Cooper addresses the public about the moments leading up to the fatal incident. One Listen of the carefully. Observed McMillan, who was armed. Yeah, the officer gave chase to McMillan. Or I'm sorry, gave orders for him to stop and drop his weapon. McMillan did not comply. McMillan turned both his body and his weapon. Wait, wait, wait. wait what was that? 
That's what the police Okay, okay, okay. Okay, now now remember that. That's crucial, right? Uh Here we go. He continues. Towards the officer, the officer fired at McMillan. McMillan later died from a single gunshot wound. Chief Cooper requested MBI to take over the entirety of the investigation, from the charges of aggravated assault to the officer-involved shooting. This includes evidence, radio traffic 911 calls, dispatch, dashboard, and body cam footage. Cooper also addressed threats made to an officer that is wrongfully accused of shooting McMillan. He has nothing to do with this. No. He was, in fact, out of state when this occurred. So, so, they originally, so they originally said it was one officer, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, the media. Can, can you please play with the lady? Okay. I don't want too much time okay. to prepare. No, no, that's okay. We got time. We, we don't have any more guests. Okay, play the lady. Okay, wait, hold on. We, don't, we, have, we have enough guests. I mean, we don't have any guests, so we got enough time. We can talk about this until, the, until 3 o'clock. Okay. Now, here's my question to you. Why is it that in every instance of a police-involved shooting, police-involved incident, you immediately take the side of the offender or the person that's in question instead of looking and saying to yourself, wait a minute, stop. Do we have all of the evidence? Do we have all of the, have we watched all John, of the video tape? Fair. Cause that's we, we, fair we wait a minute and we stop too hold on, long. Hold on, hold on. That's not fair to Verlon to suggest that every time a police, sh- a police officer shoots someone, he does that. It's only when police shoot black people. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. That's true. We wait a no, minute. That's true. You're no, right. You're we, right. You're we right. We wait a minute and we stop too long. And number two, I'm taking in consideration what the police said and what a witness that was there on the scene said. And you, you're not playing what she uh, I'm, said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. She said he had his hands up. I'm going to say it first. Like Mike Brown. He had his up, hands up. One Mike, lady Mike that Brown. was there. And this lady was white. She, she said he had his hands up. The police walked up to him. Blew him away, shot him in the head. Oh, because she white, that li- that lends credibility, right? Where so it takes the, it takes the bias of black people off the table. Do, do you know? Okay, do you know if she's anti police? No. Do you know if she's a, a, a uber left? Why would she lie? No. You don't know. You're missing the point. You see, he, I think I think my point is going over. You're not you're not understanding the point I'm trying to make. You taking you don't take into consideration. We don't know the full story. You immediately gravitate towards the person who's been, especially to George's point. Only if they're black. No, I didn't say that. Uh, oh, oh, oh. You can't say that. Only if they're black. Listen, I want good policing for every community, and they shouldn't right. be able to walk up to you and blow you away like that. Now, Can I, you play what she said? I, I believe this is the other yellow one, so I'll play it. Okay. Here we go. All right. So you you say you saw what happened? I saw the cop shoot the guy. Now, what, listen, to her, listen to her. On him? Listen to her. I did not see a gun on him. And he, the baby was coming out the store. Jaheen was store. coming out the store. He was coming out of the store with his and hands up. And my other up. son, with his hands up. With his hands up. Was he asked and, for his hands to go up? Pardon me? Was he asked to put his hands up? I did not hear that. I had just pulled in and got me standing up. I'm having PTSD. I just pulled in. Did you hear that? Whatever you call it. Yes. Okay. Is, is it, do you mind uh, sharing your name? Pardon me. You what is your name? Your name. My name's Deborah Stout. Deborah Stone. I don't Stout. Stout. It's Deborah Stout. Yeah, I talked to. I think his niece. She was here. She had long. She had braids on, and I followed her home because she had a little boy at home. Okay. And um, just to make sure she was home, but yeah, I did see it. We thank you so and much. I'm so so sorry. So, Vilan, here's my question. I will. 
How does she see the whole thing? Is she just pulled up? She in saw her own, in her own words. If she saw I, his wait, hands, wait, time, time out, time out. Let me get this out. How does she see the whole thing? If in her own words, she just pulled up, and how reliable are witnesses? Dennis Rebelletti. Well, ha- having dealt with witnesses on both sides of the ball, uh, witnesses' accounts can change after time because people remember things differently five minutes after something, an hour after something, five hours after something. So it's very difficult to get that reliability there. Plus, John, every time we talk about police shootings, almost always that I can recall, is that you will first thing you will hear is the person did not comply with Correct. lawful police orders. What does that do? That already heightens the circumstances because now the officer or officers responding now have to be at e- even more prepared to use some type of level of force because it's not simple, hey, get out of your car, please nicely do that, stop your car, get out of your car. And so what happens? No compliance. Maybe the cops gonna, maybe they're going to drive away, maybe they're going to hit the police officer, maybe they've got a handgun under the dashboard. We just yeah. never know about that. Now, how many times have you found that the officers cover for the other officers? Of course, this police chief is going to say he had a gun. He turned toward the officer. This lady saw his hands up. No gun in his hand. No gun. Why would she lie about that? I, I think and then back, they blew him yeah, away. I, I think ahead. back in my, my prosecutorial God. days, you'd have to wait and see everything. They, ah. But the media doesn't want to do that no. because what we've learned in law enforcement is everybody wants to solve the crime and solve the problem. It's not, This is not a law and order SVU episode. No. In 43 minutes, we don't we don't understand who did it. It might right. take four weeks. It might take four months. It takes time to do a proper investigation, but the media already wants to make the indictment, right. and usually it's the police officer who is at fault in their indictment. Correct. Another part to that, too, is a police, uh, police investigation is not going to go ahead and out and dox its own witnesses. We don't know Correct. how many witnesses actually felt, and I wish... I know we haven't probably seen this entire lady's uh, conversation with these people, but I wish they would have asked her, hey, did you tell us to the police? Right. Because at no point do we get a yes or a no on like, hey, was she actually there? Right. Um, did she stick around in that spot? She says she went and took the a niece and, and a little boy home. Was that while the police reports were being written? Like, <sighs> we, we don't know what's going on. What do the people in the store say? The store wasn't empty. What do the other people in the lot say? Yeah. So I, I just wanted to, to add this um to the mix. Like I said before, my ex-husband was a police officer and he often would say it was much more dangerous for him within the walls of the police department than it was out in the streets. And if you think that a, a, a police chief is going to put his life, his career on the line and his pension and everything else to, it, on, you know, throw it up and, and blow it up over the testimony of an officer just to cover for him, I think you're wrong. Well, like they did that here in Chicago when, Chicago they, when they blew that a, guy away, 16 shots. Chicago they did it here. Okay, 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 let's go back. That wasn't the police. That was a mayor. No, it was a no, police no, no, too. No, 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 no. A police can't, can't, no. The police, uh, listen, you know, I'm going to, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm talk about this when we get back from break because... That's that's what people don't realize about that whole. They went to surrounding stores to wait. Stop. What people don't know about that case and how it went down. What 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 you're thinking that is not how how it happened. Uh, Former Superintendent McCarthy is a very good friend of mine. That was not a cover up by him. That was not a cover up by Alvarez. That was a cover up by somebody that was running for mayor, Rahm Emanuel. You listen in the black and white. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. 
Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, before the break, we were trying to educate Vilan on these police issues. Vilan, you said during the break that why am I so biased towards policing? I immediately take the side of cops. Yep. Well, because I understand the profession. I've been in it. And I understand how easily um, um, people who are perpetrators or offenders, how they lie. I've seen it. I've been there. And what did I tell you? I said, the kid that was shot in, McDo- in the McDonald's parking lot, the cop, opened up his door. First of all, I should have never opened up his door. You don't just go and open up his, somebody's door without acknowledging who you are. I mean, I would get scared. I mean, and I carry. And I, I, would, I would pull my gun out on him. You know, because I don't know that. I don't know what, what the heck he's doing. I'm thinking somebody's trying to carjack me. That's too quick. But I said that incident, that shooting, that cop shouldn't be in policing anymore. Mm-hmm. So... Anytime I see bad policing, the problem is what you call bad policing isn't bad policing, especially when an individual starts with resisting arrest. When because because as a cop, Milan, you're going there. It, it, you, you your vision, everything about that incident it heightens. Your tunnel vision go uh, grows big, um, smaller and smaller and smaller, and all you see is this individual. You know what I see? I see you take you believe what the police. A chief said, I don't believe what a police chief said, what an, a, a police officer says until all the evidence comes out. That's a I'm lie thinking you? about I'm thinking about what this witness said. OK, oh, even if she wasn't. So, there, so, it, wait, time out. So much. So she was there before he died. So so what you're saying is a police chief who, who can review all all video footage, who has all that at his disposal to a person who says she just arrived. You're going to hold the weight of, a, of somebody who. You, and you don't know you don't know how she thinks or how she feels about policing. You're going to hold her side against a police chief who has all this information that the public doesn't that have. That police yet. chief is going to look to back his officer no matter what until he has no other option. That woman is unbiased. She doesn't care about the police or that victim. She's talking about what happened. There's an awful lot of assumption there. That's, that's my point. For both of us, it's a lot of assumption. No, no. the evidence hasn't come I, out yet. I know that guy is the police chief. I don't know that that lady was there correct there are things that we know and there's also no harm in waiting to see what else we know before making decisions how long are you gonna wait this is the this has until been the there's for the a sufficient amount decades. of information that's the same wait, wait wait time out time out Vilan. Rep, wait a what minute wait a minute again? then it gets buried what was the question again why not just no. wait and I, the evidence always gets buried for two three years and next thing you know it's a it's a tap okay. on the wrist now, now for the police officer now stop why does it take two or three years to investigate a police officer-involved shooting, Mr. Rebelletti? Well, first of all, that officer, I'm sure, has been suspended. And Correct. And desk duty. Desk duty. Then you got to bring in another agency, probably the state police or whoever. They come in and take an independent. They said who, what, who it was. I don't recall who they said. So they had to bring in another independent yeah, investigation. Yeah, Yeah. Now you have a number of detectives or, who, or troopers, whomever, are now interviewing and looking at going to get surveillance tape. They're talking to every witness. They're going to every business to see what they can find. They all have to draft up their reports. They sit down in front of a grand jury. They have to put things together. What are they going to subpoena? How long does it take to get that subpoenaed information? Then begin to put a complete investigation together. Talk to everybody, you know, exhaust all of your evidentiary issues, and then go to a grand jury if you believe there's enough to, to form so that's a charge. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. There's a process to this. It, it, doing these, guess what? I know people like you watch probably CSI. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never, never. I but, watch Law and Order. But okay, even that, I do. even that, dude. Do you know how if, if that because those case those are cases based on real life Law and Order. Yeah, do you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah, I know. So guess what? 
Those cases don't take That's 43 like minutes. It. Those right. cases take, some of them take years. Let me ask you a because, question. Wait, hold on, hold on. Because, because let's say if, if they catch somebody, right? That continues the case even further out into the because then their defense attorney is doing what? Rep, rep, state rep. Look, look, they're, the defense attorney is going to get the discovery. They're going to go out and hire private investigators. They're going to go out and hear and interview witnesses. And throughout the investigation, new stuff always comes up, Let, right? You have to go subpoena phone records because we maybe you're going to subpoena. Uh, I don't. I'm not really sure what you're going to end up doing. But you're, first of all, you you made a presumption and an assumption that this lay witness who just happened to be there is a thousand percent believable and the police chief and anybody associated with the police is a thousand percent untruthful and protective right so there's there's something in the middle and that's why you have to wait correct to, to let everything let, sift itself out let me ask ask hey, speak, speak, speak. let me ask both of you a question do police ever cover up Crimes yes. by police. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how you know it's not a cover? They just did it because in the Brianna Taylor. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. The answer is you don't. Well, you just said it. What? You said they just it just happened. So how do we know? Nobody knows. That's the point. That's the point that Representative yeah. Rebelletti and, and, and Tina are, and George are trying to say. We don't know. All but right. what I'm telling you, I will take the word of the police chief at this moment right. because he sees stuff that he, not even the media is, is seeing. Uh, I'm sure he's going to call the family in to come and observe and watch the video because that's the new way. That's how they're doing it. Everything yeah. before the killing is irrelevant because if that witness is right, he had his hands up, no weapon in his hand, like that little boy no, that the yeah. police killed. Guess what? That Perfect officer lie, is bogus. No, so shoot him in the head and so, killing so him. So you believe the no little, weapon. Wait, time out. You believe the little shot, little kid that was shot and killed. You believe the police were at wrong at fault for that? No, no, no. Because he dropped it at so the same time know? he was turning. He dropped it. How do you know that didn't happen in this instance? She you, said, hands up, nothing in it. So you got one lone witness. Yeah, that one little witness. she just arrived. Yeah. You're going to take her word and on a body cam. I can't wait to, to the surveillance tape you're gonna eat of crow. any businesses around you're there. You're going to eat crow. See, you already out. owe me nine martinis. John, John, you know what it is, too? Remember the term furtive movement? Yes. You said what? Yes. Furtive movement. Okay. Which means the officer is looking to see what body communication is they're getting right is the hand moving <laughs> right. are they turning are right. they looking down or is there uh, a bulge in their pocket so they're trying to figure out is that a firearm are they reaching underneath the, their chair are they are they slowly getting out of the car i mean there's more things to it it's not a video game right. where the officer has one millisecond at a time can these are you have to make a snap judgment but what the war on police has done is assume Every officer involved shooting is 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 a murder, and it work its way back from that. And we've lost the, the the entire sight of what law enforcement's supposed to do. They do their job. They don't want to shoot anybody. Nobody goes out there and wants to shoot anybody. They want to get home safely. They want to do their investigation. They want to clear the scene, turn it over to the state's attorney's office, and go on to the next case. Right. But. We don't have enough information, none of us here do, to understand what's happening. That's my point. But we, but the media already is going to tell us what we have to do. Right. We have to pay attention to this. Um, but what we're not paying attention to is what what else is happening out in, in the world where right. we now no longer have respect for law enforcement. Uh, we're taught to believe that every every police officer is out to go shoot somebody, which is a, a falsehood. It's a narrative well, I didn't driven say by the left. Every police, but that's what the narrative from the left is. Okay, well, the narrative of the left may be that, but I'm I, I'm current. I keep everything current. What I talk about, and I just think that the police shoot 
too fast. They just shoot oh, too God. fast. But like, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm gonna call the Illinois uh, FOP chief South uh, Chris and see if I can get you to come out and do a shoot don't shoot drill. I, I promise you. And he listens to the show. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tina. I was just gonna say that you, Verlon, you work in healthcare. And, you know, if you worked with patients who have Alzheimer's, very often there's a period of time where they become violent. Every time you walk into their room, you're going to have an expectation of violence. Mm -hmm. And you have to be prepared for that. And it makes you react in a different way. You're going to be more guarded. You're going to be more careful. Law enforcement now is in a situation where every where they they, you know, the average citizen can be openly confrontational with them, openly threatening with them. And they're expected to not react. And, it, it, you know, you, it, they, they walk into their job every single day not knowing if they're coming home. That's right. They leave, they kiss their wife and kids goodbye and, you know, hope to, be, to see them at the end of their shift. Name another profession that has to worry about that. I, I can't think of one. And they, the level of, listen, I, I used to, again, I was, I was a Democrat for many years and I, I, I had negative encounters with law enforcement. So did I. I did. I, got beat I think by we all do. I got beat by him. And uh, that, you know, I that was the frame I had about uh, the the policing and the role they play in the community. Real quick. It changed when I married a, a cop and yeah. I saw how people treated him Hold in on, public. Real quick. Go ahead. All right. We're, uh, we're not going to be on the radio. Right. NIU football's coming up. If anybody wants to watch, continue listening to the show, you go to Black and Right, three words on Facebook, or Black and Right Radio, one work on Rumble. All right. 120. I'm about to take it. I'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony live in studio um Re- uh, Lady, you were talking about you were telling us something that happened in elmhurst today and i mean it it, it kind of relates to the safety act because once that kicks in what i mean because it's all coming out into the suburbs right now crime sure so this morning john um elmhurst police were on the alert about two thirty this morning there was a car a carjacking or car theft in chicago they find the they find the vehicle in downtown elmhurst Police identify them. The guys who stole the car realize they're being followed by the police, take the police on a chase, abandon the vehicle, and four people get out. One's caught right away. The other three run into the into the residential neighborhood. They had to bring the ISP K9 unit in, and the United States Postal Services investigative services sent a drone out wow. to assist the Chicago police into uh, apprehending. The other three subjects. Yeah. So were any of them shot and killed? That's all. None of them know. were shot. And all killed. right. That's. Oh, they had an interaction with the police and didn't get hurt. They did. They did not get hurt. And 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 kudos to the uh, Elmhurst police, the state troopers, uh, the backup from the federal government to get that done. But uh, John, five three days ago, four blocks from my house, an organized crime gang or whatever came out in your neighborhood. In my neighborhood, John. What? And in Hinsdale, running running the same time frame. In the in late in the in the early early morning three o'clock four o'clock, and out in Hinsdale doing the same thing, yeah. stealing cars, and then they they found them uh, in the city. How did your your opponent vote on the safety act? My opponent did not vote on the safety act. So she was a president and a no vote. She uh, didn't vote president. She did not vote. Oh, so she was a she ran from that vote. Yeah, she right. She uh, she did not stand up for the two hundred and twenty thousand people that she should have stood up for. Wow. Uh, and tried to explain it away, saying that it was a 750-page bill that she simply did not have time to uh, review. 
That sound familiar to you, John? Okay, it sounds very familiar. <laughs> how, many, how many pages? There were way more pages than that uh, we got dropped on us. The Daily Herald has refused to let my interview out with her. They haven't covered the race yet. We're three weeks out. Wow. The number one issue that we're talking about in that district, in the 23rd district from Carroll Stream in the west to Elmhurst down to uh, Hinsdale, is all about the Safety Act. It's yeah. all about public safety. You can't do anything else in this state unless you and your family are safe. Yeah. And what we are seeing in DuPage wow. County, I was talking to some of my friends out in Will County, John, you know, I used mm-hmm. to work down there, mm-hmm. had lunch with some friends. It's no different in Plainfield. It's no different in Bolingbrook. It's no different in the collars. When, when you're treated with kid gloves in Cook and you're simply said told not to do this again and go on electronic right. monitoring, Right. Then the organized crime group comes out and continues to do it elsewhere. Wow! It's horrible. I, be, be, before we get to Dennis Revelletti's, because somebody got called in with a, with a, with, a, with I think something that's um, near what we're talking about. Jim from Chicago. Yeah. How you doing, sir? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I um I started my career back in 1980 as an Air Force military police. Ah, thank you for your service. And, oh, thank you. But anyway. I found, and since that time, I, I also kind of mingled into law enforcement, security, um, and getting out. Now, mind you, this has been over a period of, since 1980. Yeah. And it only takes one bad apple yep. to spoil a barrel. Okay. Sure. One bad apple. The unfortunate part about it is there's bad apples everywhere, and they're never called out. That's right. Okay. Okay. They're protected. They're protected. Okay. We all know them. Mm-hmm. They're our friends. But guess what? We never called them out. So the assumption that all law enforcement is is out here to protect and serve, that's totally bogus. The same guy that can drink and be your buddy at, uh, of a different race, okay, can have the most absurd ideas about your race yeah and can believe that your race truly in his heart you know he's your buddy now in his heart believe you you matter but they don't thank you, know you jim I mean? thank you jim. okay but jim here, here, here i don't i don't know what policing department you you're from or you're talking about but i know what the police department that i work for uh we did call out bass police um and one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why I left the Champaign Police Department, because I wasn't going to be their token. I wasn't going to go along with, you, you run and write a, a, a guy a $200 ticket for spitting on the pavement at the, by the University of Champaign, I mean, University of Illinois. So we do, I don't know, maybe you're talking about Chicago, but I know Chicago calls out bad policing as well. So, you know, does it happen? Yes. We'll be right back. My Let's get to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio. Got about what, 11 minutes, 12 minutes left. I know you want to go no, there. No, 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 no. I just want to say a popular, a popular DJ told me a long time ago, sometimes you got to play the slow song. You got to slow the party down. <laughs> so I want to talk to Dennis. Yeah. I want Dennis to speak to his uh, his experience. experience coming up to my job trying to talk to some hard hard cases to sell to. Yeah. So, John, that was uh, uh, 
you know, it's eye-opening as always. Anytime you visit a skilled care facility, um, and, and I had a chance to uh, tour the facility with Verlan the other day, and uh, part of it was just to understand what some of the issues are in the district, right? Because it is a district that has a large senior population. Not only is a skilled care facility for people in the long term, but it's also for people who need real rehabilitative um, circumstances. So you, you have a, a place where you wanted to go get a sense of where people were at, how things were going, any issues they may have. And I, I think, as I have in public life, you're going to find people that don't agree with you, don't see eye to eye with you. Uh, but sometimes they need to hear a different message from somebody else because I will actually be there and go there and go to places throughout the district to understand what's happening in the district, not just take marching orders from some leader to tell me what to do. So right. we went out there, met, met uh, patients, we met staff, we met administrators. We went uh, all throughout. Uh, Verlon was very gracious. The, the facility was very gracious with their time, and it was nice to attend. But it was, you know, we had some difficult conversations, Verlon. Yeah. When hey, you try- can I just say something real quick? You what? trying to steal my buddy? Yeah. You are? Yes, I, I can tell. <laughs> but when you tried to find out what the issues were that they were passionate about, what they wanted you to go fight for, what did you hear? Radio silence like I did, right? Right. It was, it's always interesting when, when people are put on the spot. You say, well, what do you want to see from your government? What do you want from government? What do you think it should be doing? And if you don't have an opinion, then either you're not voting or you don't care or you've lost faith in it. Yeah. And so... There's got to be something, right? And what, one of the first things I talked about, John, was I talked about daycare for people to allow them to be able to go to work, right? Because we always hear about, well, I'd like to go to work, but I, especially after the pandemic and people having to change their lives around. So we, it, it tried to spark some stuff. Yeah, that, that did. I think that did. That resonated. We had some conversations after with the group. We talked about mental health issues. She, uh, she, she couldn't. That's the one that wanted to go kind of militant. I'm right. a community activist. She thought about it later. And when she was going on break, she talked about mental health. She right. brought that to you when we were leaving out. But the one young girl, she was all emotion and anger. Right. You know, what, what are you going to do for me? What can you offer me for my vote? So how did you feel when you, when you had to run up against that? Well, you, you know, I, I tried to explain that the fact that if I become a state senator, I not only represent a district, I represent, it says state. Right. And I said I, my vote will affect everybody. Right. Not just the people that I'm responsible to directly, first and foremost, but it affects policies for everyone. And I don't think they got it. I don't think they understood it, that. It's, it's the do something disease. Uh, they just want you to do something. They just think you should know right from wrong. They couldn't articulate an issue. Like I said, the one, the one lady did later. But they just couldn't form what issue do I want him to fight for. You're just supposed to go there and do right. That's all they know. And do right is give me some money. What what can government do for me or can you up my wages? Now, if you would have had a conversation about wages like my administrator did about funding, because she talked about funding to help staffing, I think you would have got another response. We talked about uh, staffing shortages. We talked Mm -hmm. about... um, if by union rule or by state statute, are we going to have mandatory staffing? We talked about Medicaid reimbursement, which is always a poor thing, which affects the care and then affecting how many staff you have that can provide the, the, the level of care. Mm-hmm. So that, as I know you and all the staff there, try to treat all those patients as if they're part of your family, because they are part of your family. Yes. They're, your, they're your family there because you see them all the time more than their own uh, family sees them. So 
I think those were important issues, but I think that people aren't used to being engaged directly no, by, a, by a politician. And, they, you know, they told me, well, you speak like a politician, you're avoiding things. I wasn't really trying to avoid anything because I wasn't there to say, here's what I'm going to give you. Right. I was really there more to listen and to understand from the perspective of staff and from everybody else there, what is an important state issue to you? The only thing you're going to get, and I'm going to take you to some barbershops too. The only thing you're going to get from most of the black community is I need some money. I need some resources. We need some programs. They are programmed to speak and think Democrat talking points. And that's why Republicans don't come to the black community because you, they're going to get what you got. Which is still a, a, a misstep in my opinion by not coming. Right. You, I think, look, you have to go everywhere and talk to everybody because you're still, as we've talked about on the House floor, John, when you represent a community of 220,000 people, you represent everybody. I only had half of that. That's right. You see what you I did there? Half. See what That's I did right. there? I know you, I was waiting for see how you were going to work yourself. I'm going to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> so, but you represent everybody. You represent half. the Democrats. You represent people of color. You represent everyone. And you, you don't get away from that. So you wake up in the morning as a political person. 40% of the people don't like you already because of what, what your party you ain't may be. So <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, I, it's, it, it's good to have those conversations, to have that debate, to try to have the conversation. At least, if nothing else, is to have people engage in some political dialogue. Yeah. But the fact that government, we now live in this world where government is supposed to give you something, right? See? Yeah. We're used to now in the pandemic, checks go to you, right? And that uh, this is going to be taken care of and that's going to be taken care of. Government isn't there. It's there to protect public safety, number one. Yep. That's what it's there yep. for. And then it, it goes down from there and also to protect the most vulnerable, yeah. not to protect everybody. Yeah. And that in a financial sense. Okay. But now you can see how disengaged black people are of, about politics. Okay. Now I want to I want to shift it real quick because we only got about five more minutes left. Okay. Then I, I got a I got something here that Valana and I were arguing about last week, and I want to take get your opinion too, Tina. Uh, I'm just going to play the audio. Oh, no. I think you know where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Um, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I, I think I know what this might be. Hold on. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think you know, Falan knows though. But he, uh, he, this, this was a, a discussion about getting rid of a tool for law enforcement. Here it is. When black and brown men gather and form alliances for camaraderie and like-minded pursuits, they're considered gang members and they're arbitrarily told that they're threats to community. Quite simple, when white men do it, they're considered militias and executing their constitutional rights. So just that racial dynamic unto itself makes any gang database punitive to to our communities at large and they should not exist you know and finally the only real way that you know we can make inroads to any issues that relate to our communities is when the police work with us those of us who have a vested interest in being community leaders so the point of of this discussion um dennis revelletti Valam believes, first of all, there are no more gangs. There are only cliques. And also that we need to get rid of the gang database. Thoughts? Well, when you are trying to understand a suspect, the police officer needs all the information they can get, right? So you want to know if that person is gang, is a gang member, a gang affiliate. You, you need to know who you're dealing with. As a matter of fact, the people that are in the gang database, when I was a prosecutor, 
almost 99.9% of them were, were gay. They admitted, admitted. To being into yeah. the gang. It wasn't that somebody wrote down, they checked Latin Kings on a box. They were, they were self-admitted. And then when, they're, it, when the gang members in the Department of Corrections, right, John, don't you want to separate yeah. people based, based off of gang. that so we don't have people fighting in the prisons, which Correct. happens from time to time, but you're trying to keep people safe in there as well. But I don't understand why the, the, the database is working against anybody. If you're a self-admitted gang member, then say, I'm out of the gang then, right? Now, you, I, I get if, because I've seen this, cops do this, if they have colors on, they put them in the gang because they stopped them and they have colors on or they're with a known a known gang member. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, you can, I don't know about putting them in a the gang database. Putting that in your police notes so that when you, anytime you interact with this individual again, a police officer knows that he's been with these gang members, but putting them in the gang database, I got a problem with that. Right. Well, again, th- there has to be a more, uh, a better framework as to decide who is in the database and who's not in the database. But then not sharing that information with law enforcement isn't helping anybody Correct. and is going to put more people at risk than and understanding where people are coming from. Number one, the prison gang system is all the way different than the gang system on the street. People don't even honor the leaders in the in the gang prison system anymore. That's not true. They do not That's take not orders true. from Larry Hoover or whoever else you think still run the streets. They don't. The travelers put it into that long time ago with Willie Lord. The gangs on the street now are clicks. It doesn't matter if you're a disciple or a stone or a lord. They click together what to is make it, money. What is a click? A click is just different people <clears throat> a click is that a gang. say they're this gang or that a, gang. Oh, wait. You said you yeah, just, But guess what? They don't even know law. They used to have okay. laws that okay. you read from. They don't know any of that Villan. now. They have no affiliation Villan. to what you're thinking. That Villan. information is 25 hey, years wait, old. Wait, time out. Stop. Go and talk to a Chicago police officer and say there's no more gang. No, I talk to the dudes on the street. Nah, of course they're going to tell you there's no, there's no gang. Of course, I know these people. I grew up with these people. There's no allegiance. Go talk to a police officer and ask if there are still gangs. The, gang, I, the gangs have changed. They have changed, but they're still gangs. They're still gangs, but they just don't run in the old system yes. that we're familiar with in our, in our age group. So. Right. That, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. The gangs do still exist. If anything, they've gotten more sophisticated with technology. And um, and the influence of money from the cartels and their attorneys, their police right, officers, right. They're, 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 they've ingratiated. In, 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 what's the word? Ingratiated, ingratiated themselves, yes. themselves within all parts of society. I mean, and that's that's happened since Al Capone was running the streets. Yeah. But at this point, the money is so big coming from the, the drugs. Yeah, the money's big. The money's is everything. Everybody's influenced, but there's no true gang system oh, in the God. streets. I, no I think I get what Verlan is saying because a lot of the gangs have decentralized. He's talking about organized, right? They've decentralized, so you've got smaller groups which are just as organized, right? Just not in mass. Yeah, and so uh, you've got a lot of other smaller drug trades as opposed to one large organization. Right. Let's go to. We got a call from Switzerland. You got 20 seconds. Go, Rob. Hey, hey, how you doing? Last weekend, um, I'm in Zurich now, heading home from a week, but my wife was uh, listening when Verlan was giving it last week to Phil, who puts the blue in Blue Island, and giving it to him like there's no tomorrow. My only point with 20 seconds is that there's one organized gang in this country, and they don't use tattoos yet, but it's the FBI. Oh, uh, amen. I mean, they become that fast. The gang. Be- and, I, and I think they, I think they recruit yeah. the MS-13 and, and yeah. gang people to do their dirty work. Rob, we got to go. Thank you so much, calling from calling us from Switzerland. Thank you, um, Troublemaker. Thank you once again. <laughs>
Tina, the Valkyrie, thank you. It was a pleasure. Uh, hopefully one day, Mr. Senate President, Dennis Reveletti. Thank you, Thanks John. so much for joining. Hoff Daddy on the board. Yes. Hey, guys. See you next week. YouTube crowd, thank you, guys. See you next week. Don't put your blame on me. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.